Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, July 29th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The UK Chancellor of the Exchequer is planning to announce increased funding for a no-deal Brexit. Deutsche Bank is investigating whether confidential client data was compromised after its first round of layoffs. President Donald Trump replaces the U.S. National Intelligence Director, and foreign manufacturing groups are being affected by China's shrinking car market. Plus, the FT's Arash Masoudi explains the significance behind the takeover talks between the London Stock Exchange and Refinitiv. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. It looks like the British government is getting ready to put more funding aside for a possible no-deal Brexit. A source told the FT that the new UK Chancellor of the Exchequer, Sajid Javid, is preparing to announce more than £1 billion in increased funding for a no-deal. That would add to the £4.2 billion already allocated under the previous Chancellor, Philip Hammond. In a column for the Sunday Telegraph, Mr. Javid said, quote, All necessary funding would be made available for no-deal planning. He said the money would help hire an additional 500 UK Border Force officers, as well as provide for small businesses and new infrastructure. Even though some Tory MPs remain opposed to a no-deal exit, the British government is working under the assumption the UK will leave the EU on the October 31st deadline without a deal. Michael Gove, who is now responsible for no-deal preparations, said it could be a, quote, very real prospect. The trouble continues for Deutsche Bank. The German lender has launched an investigation into whether confidential client data were compromised. It turns out Deutsche Bank failed to deactivate accounts of dozens of fired staff after it closed its global equities business earlier this month. Deutsche is cutting 18,000 jobs, which is about a fifth of its workforce. Sources told the FT that around 50 traders in New York and London were still able to access the bank's systems in their emails after the first round of layoffs on July 8th. One equities salesperson sent 450 messages via remote access after she was let go. Deutsche Bank is now looking into whether price-sensitive data were accessed or if there had been any collusion between current and laid-off staff members. Deutsche's global head of compliance surveillance says that, so far, quote, all emails are clear of wrongdoing. He added that access to work emails has now been completely revoked. President Donald Trump is replacing the U.S. Director of National Intelligence. On Sunday, Mr. Trump moved to replace Dan Coats with Republican Congressman John Ratcliffe. Mr. Coates has repeatedly challenged the president on national security matters since taking the job in 2017. In particular, Mr. Coates disagreed with Mr. Trump's view of Iran as a rising threat in the Middle East. Meanwhile, Mr. Ratcliffe has been a staunch defender of Mr. Trump, especially when it comes to former special counsel Robert Mueller. Mr. Trump thanked Mr. Coates for his service on Twitter and added that the outgoing director would leave his post on August 15th. And foreign automakers in China are experiencing tough times. China's car market is shrinking. The number of passenger vehicles sold fell 4% to 23 million last year. Some companies are operating at a fraction of their potential output. And sales continued to decline this year. They dropped 14% in the first half compared with 2018. Ford is one of the groups that has suffered the most. Their factories have been running at historic lows because of plunging sales. 
An FT analysis of production data found Ford's plants in China operated at 11% of their potential output in the first half of the year. And its China sales fell 27% from the first half of last year. There are concerns that Ford could follow Japan's Suzuki. Last year, Suzuki became the first large car maker to quit the Chinese market in decades. Ford declined to comment. Slower economic growth, new emissions rules, and cuts to subsidies for vehicle purchases have all been blamed for the downturn in Chinese car sales. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. Last week, the Financial Times broke the news that the London Stock Exchange was in talks to buy Refinitiv, which is the old Thomson Reuters finance and risk business, probably best known for its icon terminals, which compete against Michael Bloomberg's Bloomberg terminals. If you think about the presence of those kind of computer-like machines full of data on trading floors around the world, that's Arash Masoodi. He's the FT's corporate finance and deals editor in London, and he was part of the team that reported the story. Early on Saturday morning, the London Stock Exchange confirmed that the talks were, in fact, happening. Arash has more. Came as a complete shock, both to the outside world, but also to the group of people who've been working on this secretly for weeks and had no expectation of a leak. Our team, my colleagues Javier Espinoza, Bryce Elder, and James Fontanella Khan in New York, we were able to put this together, break the news, and at 1 a.m., which is, let's just put it this way, in deal making, I've never seen a press release come at it. Saturday, 1 a.m., when most bankers are either out partying or asleep, confirming a $27 billion negotiation underway. So I can understand why the people working on this deal were surprised to see the FT story. Why was this surprising for everybody else? For many people who followed the London Stock Exchange, it hasn't been a really happy story, in the public limelight at least. The company tried to merge with its German rival Deutsche Borsa in 2016. That deal was blocked by Brussels in 2017. And in April of 2018, they brought in a Goldman Sachs partner who basically no one had ever heard of called David Schwimmer to become its new CEO. No relation to Ross from Friends, by the way, the actor. Just like a cast of characters unknown, a business that was basically sitting there with the expectation that it would stay weak and bought by the Americans at some point and another British asset gobbled up due to some combination of bad luck, incompetence, and bad management. But what actually happened in the intervening months since David Schwimmer took over was that the value of exchanges and businesses that were linked to data was actually going up and the stock market's been going up and stock exchange, their performance is very much linked to the performance of stock markets and the value of data that the London Stock Exchange has went up as well and its shares appreciated quite a bit over the last year and that actually put them in position to make a move on Refinitiv and what had happened was that had become available because Blackstone led a group of private equity investors in a carve-out of the business from Thomson Reuters, which was agreed in January 2018. So while the melodrama was playing out at the London Stock Exchange, Blackstone was pouncing on a deal which it had been hoping to do for at least five years. And that deal completed in later in 2018. And they set about basically restructuring the business, think thousands of job losses around the world because they levered up the business and they needed to raise the cash flow and the profits of the business to pay down the debt. And they really carved out and did a couple of things that the Thomson Reuters crew hadn't been able to do, including list their fixed income trading platform called TradeWeb, which is owned by the old Thomson Reuters and a bunch of banks. And it also began negotiations to sell its currency trading platform called FXAlt. On top of all that, there's all this data within that unit, which is just a hodgepodge of stuff. I don't know. There's no elegant way of explaining it. But all this stuff is valuable in its own way. So what you have is this business 
that if a London Stock Exchange can be successful in buying, will instantly both double the size of the London Stock Exchange from a market value perspective, but also make it a leading player in this what, what they are now framing as financial market infrastructure. So everything from the data to the trading venues to all these things that various investors or services that people may need or things that they might trade on, all this stuff, this ecosystem will be owned by the London Stock Exchange. And it all of a sudden becomes a very compelling competitor against things like the Intercontinental Exchange in Atlanta or the CME Group in Chicago or the Hong Kong Exchange and Clearing in Hong Kong, which were up until now seen as the dominant giants of the business. And all of a sudden, LSE, if it can complete this deal, which, by the way, still hasn't been agreed, but all signs point to the fact that it will be, will you know, assume that mantle place. So a business that looked like an also ran all of a sudden looks quite interesting if they can get this done. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, Beyond Meat. The company known for its Beyond Burger made of yellow pea protein and vegetable starches is set to report second quarter earnings. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. 2024. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.